All right, we're going to talk about intermittent, intermittent fasting or fractal eating, which is uh, a term that I think was coined by Mark Sisson, the guy that owns all the primal foods, primal kitchen stuff, primal whatever it's called. I really like the term, but um, I was thinking about this. So I actually did a body composition test of myself, an in-body test. I don't think I've done one since the nutrition challenge. And uh, transparently, I actually did not think it was going to be that great of results because since this whole second location work stuff that started in June, it's just kind of been training's been all over the place. My back has been in a terrible place the last month. Um, so my training's not hasn't been that good. But my, honestly, I will say, even for having a lot more stress and kind of the stuff that's been going on, my eating has actually been really, really solid. And... I was just shy of 9% body fat. I uh, had 101 pounds of skeletal muscle mass at 192 pounds, and my weight was the exact same it was for pretty much the last six weigh-ins I've had. And uh, the muscle has been trending up, and the body fat's been trending down. And um, I was talking to a client about this, and I'm like, hey, not to toot my own horn, right? I just want to share, obviously, something that works for me that I do intuitively without even really tracking or weighing or doing all these things. And that's something I talked about with the nutrition challenge we did at the beginning of the year was... There's got to be ways for us to find like intuition and sustainability with everything that we do in life if we want to make it become easier for us and obviously enjoyable. And I was listening to a podcast, I think it was with Thomas Delure and uh, Mark Sisson, and he kind of talked about this term fractal eating. And it really resonated with me because I've always kind of had this, not maybe so much philosophy. I think I've kind of developed the philosophy over time of just naturally doing it. Um, you know, I've always kind of liked the term intuitive eating and, you know, when you look at all these different tools for dieting and nutrition that make a client successful, and I was just talking to my client Shiloh before this about like just helping her with some of the nutrition stuff, like there's so many different tools, right? Like fasting is a very powerful tool. I think it can go both directions. I think it's something that can work very well to help facilitate weight loss and fat loss and longevity benefits and all that good stuff. But I also think it is something that can be overdone where, your baseline for getting enough nutrients for your body to actually thrive is not going to be ideal. And metabolically, it can kind of screw you up in the long term, right? So I think there we, with a grain of salt, everything has to be having some level of context for what you're looking for and also what your lifestyle and your style of eating and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I was talking about basically, you know, carb cycling a little bit and how I just naturally eat a little bit more carbs or less carbs depending on kind of the days of activity um, and I really just try to be mindful with how my activity is first right and Mark Sisson was talking about with his kind of coin term fractal eating which is kind of what I think I'll call today is either fractal eating or intermittent intermittent fasting intermittent fasting is basically saying you know and I think most people understand this term but like we have a window of eating right so I'm eating from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. It's like, okay, cool. This person has a nine-hour eating window, and then they have, what's the math on that? 15 hours left of not eating. Now, that would be like an intermittent structure or schedule, right? And a lot of times when people are doing, quote-unquote, intermittent fasting, they have this very kind of religious, like, schedule behind their eating windows. And I think that's great, but... Where I think it's not sustainable is because I think your our bodies naturally are like we thrive off some level of variety. And if I were to give you guys training examples, like if we were to do the same workout at the same time forever and ever and ever, your body naturally is either going to lose some of that enjoyment behind it. Um, B, it's not going to be realistic for when something in life does happen. So for me, it's like I'll give you guys an example. I work out from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. 
and I've kind of almost created this religious schedule behind my timing and that's because those are the times for open gym it's the best time for me to get content done and over the last probably three or four years of me doing that window I've become very religious about if I don't work out of that window I don't work out at all right which is I think a bad thing right like we want to be able to function and thrive and when you think about the kind of dieting coin term of like metabolic flexibility of like if I have a lot of carbohydrates, I should still be able to feel good. If I have no carbohydrates, I should still be able to feel good. If I'm running off fat or if I'm running off carbs, like the idea of being flexible metabolically is the idea that we can use multiple substrates of fuel sources and still function at a high level, right? Like if I have a lot of carbs, am I getting really sleepy? Or if I have no carbs, am I feeling like I'm grumpy, right? Like, So I think that term is a great way to kind of look at all things in life that we should be quote unquote flexible with what we're doing. Like I should be able to go on a run or work out at 8 or 9 a.m. and still have the same energy level of me working out at 1 p.m. The problem is when we become super religious about a schedule, your body naturally is creating this kind of mental habit and this mental schedule and you're you're starting to get your body used to those certain things. And that's just how all of life works, right? Like when I wake up in the morning, I naturally feel like I start smelling coffee before I even start brewing it, right? Like your body just in tune with what your schedule is. When I get home, I'm like, cool. I just want to relax and be on the couch and watch some Netflix or hang out with my girlfriend or cook dinner. Or like your body gets stuck in these schedules. So I don't want to disregard that schedules and organization is super important. But I think the idea of having some sense of variety um, is something that is a good thing. And I think it will benefit for your body, both metabolically and mentally and all the other things that come along with that. So this idea of intermittent, intermittent fasting is basically saying that intermittent fasting is very beneficial because we're controlling our eating windows. We're actually starting to mitigate some of these hunger signals that some of us deal with. I think fasting is probably, besides the caloric restriction that it naturally creates for people, I think from a hunger hunger single, like singles, I can't speak English, standpoint, I think you get a lot more benefit of that, right? Because if you're someone that's naturally always craving food or you're someone that's been a grazer and snacking all the time, when you go X amount of hours without eating, your body naturally starts to put those signals away, right? Because you're getting used to functioning and used to having energy without always requiring and being dependent on some type of fuel, right? Or food, obviously, in that case. Now, intermittent, intermittent fasting is saying we don't need to live by this schedule. We are kind of in tuned with how we feel, right? One thing that I've realized for myself, and I hope, obviously, everybody gets to this point with their own feeling, is, is there's days where I'm just literally not hungry, Right, where I wake up and I'm not really craving breakfast, and sometimes, honestly, I'm not even really eating lunch, and and it's and it's fine, right? I think the downside to under eating and fasting and where the dangerous parts can be, and this is something I was just having a conversation about like ten minutes ago, is when you're always fasting religiously, or always skipping breakfast, or always skipping lunch, or always skipping dinner, whatever meal maybe you're skipping you are naturally not gonna get enough of the baseline nutrients that you need. You're not gonna get enough protein to really see results with what you need. You're not gonna get enough nutrients from the vitamins and the minerals and the fiber and all these other things that food brings for us. And so by being so myopically focused on a certain schedule, I think it starts to have a point of diminishing returns for most people. So what I like to do is I like to literally listen to my body a little bit more and be a little bit more in tune. When I'm training a lot, right, and I feel like my body's more sore than it normally is, um, or maybe I'm running into injuries a little bit more than I should, or I feel like my energy's a little bit, those are the only times where I start to kind of maybe 
in a sense, almost force feed myself a little bit, right? Where I'm maybe having a little bit more protein shakes or maybe eating a little bit more or blocking out time in my schedule where I actually dedicate some time to eating. I personally, when I'm busy, I don't think about food, which I think is a great thing for people that want to lose weight is like keep yourself busy and focused on tasks, right? Either with work or with family or hobbies or whatever. I think where a lot of us get kind of stuck with food in general is we get kind of in that boredom trap, right? Um, I deal with that at home. When I get home, I'm kind of like, all right, well, uh, I'm not really doing shit. I'm just watching TV. Naturally, I tend to start eating a little bit more at home. I don't do that when I'm at work. I don't do that in the morning. So I think having these kind of intermittent periods where you actually are a little bit more in tune with what your activity level and feeling is overall, you can start to reduce or increase calories, right? And I think having this variety is metabolically actually a good thing. I tend to come from a very like primal point of view of most things with health because I'm like, as a species, we've been here for a very, very, very long time. Um, and when you think about most modernized food products and where we are kind of the diet culture and world, a lot of this shit's only been developed over the last like, I don't know, 50 years, maybe 100 years at most, but not even that. So if we think about like, how are we naturally eating? I've always come from the philosophy. I've eat a lot of animal protein for my protein and my fat. And I eat a lot of plant foods for my carbs and my fiber. Um, so fruits and vegetables. And if I keep most 80 to 90% of my diet focused around those two things, I kind of sprinkle in whatever the fuck I want after that. And for me personally, I'm a drinker. I like red wine. I had a beer last night. Like that's for me is kind of the stuff that I like to sprinkle in for moderation and sustainability because that's what I enjoy. And I think that's important for you to understand. But yesterday, let me kind of give you a little breakdown. Um, yesterday for breakfast, I had a flat iron steak leftover. So I basically just heated up some steak and I had a peach or a nectarine, whatever. So all I had was a nectarine and steak and a cup of coffee. My coffee has like collagen protein and all this other drugs and supplements in there. So I'm sure that helps mitigate some of the hunger. But I'm naturally not starving in the morning. But yesterday I had time in the morning. Um, I started a little bit later. So I ate and I always try to eat a lot of protein, especially first thing in the morning, because I feel that helps me with satiety um, versus having something that's a little bit more like if I were to have like a bagel or breakfast sandwich, it gets me full, but then it immediately gets me hungry pretty fast right after versus like yesterday. It's like, I honestly probably could have went without eating lunch, but I knew that I was like, all right, well, I, I need some more food. And I knew I had like three or four more hours of clients after my workout. So I was like, I'm just going to get some food. So I went to Panda Express yesterday because I didn't have any food with me. I've been kind of bad at meal prepping and I got double chicken. They have chicken teriyaki, and then I did double white rice. So I didn't get anything else, and no chow mein, no fried rice, like just white rice and just grilled chicken. And I think it has like 70 grams or 75 grams of protein because I get double that. Um, I always, when I'm eating out at a restaurant or fast food or anything in general, I always try to keep most of my focus on eating my protein first and eating my fiber second and eating whatever the fuck is left after that. So I ate all my chicken and I probably had maybe like four or five bites of the white rice and I was kind of full. Like I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to force feed myself because A, I've had pretty light workouts with my back not being in a good place. And my activity wasn't like I wasn't really doing anything crazy on top of that. So I didn't feel like my body really needed more energy. So I just kind of threw away the rest of it. So I pretty much just had chicken with like a few bites of rice. Then last night for dinner, uh, thanks to Coach Cisco, shout out to you. I saw him post a beer of him reading a book at a brewery, and I was like, you know what? It's kind of a hot day. I want a beer. So I went and got myself some Luna. So I got a steak salad, double steak, which is like six ounces of steak with a salad. And then I got ceviche with chips, and I had a couple beers, right? So obviously the beer has carbs 
and I really didn't eat much of the chips. I just kind of started eating the ceviche by itself, but I ate the steak first, then I ate my salad, then I started tapping the ceviche. Me and Kona shared maybe four or five chips, and I really left the chips there. And this is something that I was kind of intuitively always kind of aware of, right? It's not like I just naturally do it. I naturally do it more because I was, I've been so consciously aware of doing that. And I use this as an example for carb cycling with intuitive carb cycling that when you're having less activity and less output, when I have really, really good workouts or I'm on my feet all day or I'm moving around all day, I naturally eat a little bit more carbohydrates. But even then, there's still days where I'm not super hungry. So I always try to stay focused on the fiber and the protein of what I'm doing. Now to come back full circle, that was just kind of an example of yesterday, I do this a lot now with meals too, right? And I'm not saying now like this is a recent thing. I've always kind of done this where Sundays have always been less day, like just less activity for me. So I naturally will only eat like one or two meals. Um, I don't do it every Sunday. Like this Sunday, I'm going to be in Healdsburg and I'm going to be visiting family and we're going to be with the whole Italian mafia on my girlfriend's side. And guess what? I'm probably going to be at Willie's Seafood at 11 o'clock in the morning and I'll probably start eating and I'll eat early in the day and I'll eat more than I normally do. So it's not religious, right? So the whole kind of concept I want to give you guys is when I think about fractal eating, like Mark Sisson says, or intermittent, intermittent fasting is becoming a little bit more in tuned with your activity level and where you're at with your body composition, right? I think what has allowed me to stay at such a lean body fat percentage, even though my workouts weren't the greatest is number one, I've been working out for 15, 16 years. So I have a lot of just base working for me, meaning metabolically, my body has a lot of muscle already, which is good because it allows me to not really necessarily slack, but I can stay in a maintenance zone pretty easy with not a lot of effort, right? Um, if I wanted to build muscle, that's where it requires a lot more effort for me, right? Um, or if I wanted to gain weight or whatever those things, right? I think my body weight's been the same all year. And it's because I've kind of been in this quote unquote maintenance area of maybe eating, um, but mainly the training stuff, right? And I think a lot of us, when we think about weight loss, we put so much effort into the training, right? How much cardio, how many steps, and how much weight training should I be doing? Do not get me wrong. I own a gym. I preach working out more than anybody else here, right? But your diet is really one of the variables that we can control the most. And just remember that it shouldn't be the same thing year round every single day of the week. It should not be the same fasting schedule seven days a week, right? Start to listen to your body. If you feel like you're kind of holding on to a little bit more weight than you normally do, a lot of people in the summertime actually tend to gain weight because we're out and about. It's summertime. We're drinking more. We're eating out more. Um, so we see that in summertime and we see that during the holiday season for people. But become in tuned with your body and when you're doing that, right? If you feel like your training is starting to drop because you're busier with life or your training intensity is not there, or you're dealing with an injury or you're traveling on vacation, so naturally the workout intensity is going to drop a little bit, then you should be someone that should start playing around with maybe skipping a breakfast or skipping lunch or just listening to your body when it actually happens. If you're someone that's always dealing and you feel like you're always having cravings, then you're someone that can use maybe a more structured fasting schedule or a structured carb cycling schedule or some type of structured eating schedule so those cravings start to go away. If you're always craving food, you're not in a metabolically flexible place. We want to be metabolically flexible, meaning like if I said, fuck it, I'm not going to eat today, I would be fine, right? And the reason why is my body's used to running with either A, a lot of carbs or B, no carbs or running with a lot of calories in food or with no fat, food and calories. So I think the idea of having on and off cycles of eating is actually beneficial to what we're doing with our diet and our metabolism, right? So to kind of wrap this full circle, I don't like to make these too long. I like to keep them short. The idea of intermittent, intermittent fasting is fasting is a very powerful tool for 
creating a caloric restriction, helping with the signals that your body deals with from satiety. Obviously, if you keep majority of your food around animal protein and plant foods for carbs and those healthy fats that we sprinkle in, then you should just be cycling on and off of these things, right? There's days that you're going to eat a lot more. Cool. Make sure somewhere else in that week you have a day where you only have one or two meals or you have a lot less calories. I like to think about things personally in a weekly point of view instead of a daily point of view. This way it gives me that flexibility kind of built into the schedule. So if I know, hey, I got a wedding on Saturday and I got this little event before the wedding and I'm going to eat a lot or I'm going to be with friends or I'm going to drink more than I normally do, somewhere in that week, I'm going to have naturally a really, really low calorie day, right? And I'll try to eat a lot leaner on those low calorie days. So I still try to make protein the focus on the days where my calories are really low. So like yesterday, for example, besides the beer, like it's almost like 60, 70% of my calories came from protein, right? Because I was eating so lean on everything else, right? The nectarine was the only fruit that I had. And then I had literally arugula and some mixed greens. Um, other than that, it's like ceviche, it's avocado, it's steak. Um, it was grilled chicken. It was a steak, you know, and that was a really low calorie day, but my protein was probably still pretty high. So do these little cycles of on and off. And I guarantee your body either from a weight loss and body composition standpoint will benefit or even just metabolically and some of the hunger signals and the satiety levels that you have, which makes dieting more enjoyable. So stop thinking that you need to eat the same amount of calories with the same amount of thing at the same time, with the same meal frequency, 365 days a year. There needs to be these cycles, right? On and off of high calorie, low calorie, high carb, low carb. And just remember that that's just how life is. Having something that is robotic, the same all the time, it's just not that realistic, right? All right, guys, I hope you got something from this. As usual, I will see you guys next Friday. Take care.